I'm still waiting. Blog Talk Radio. Coming to you since 1997 on KKUP Radio with over 250 guests and still going strong in their 12th year of weekly broadcasting, the International Taz and Paula Show brings to you expansive, engaging, and groundbreaking intensity on radio and now on the Internet airwaves today. Listen live every Thursday or visit Embracing Mother Earth's archives, exclusive articles, ask questions, and receive actual answers from guests anytime at TazAndPaulaShow.com. Taz and Paula's special guests are experts coming from all walks of life, energizing our lives with a passion that inspires and teaches us with each of their compelling personal life journeys, with roots from ancient wisdom and bridging it with modern science. We hope today's show touches the wisdom of your heart. And now, Taz and Paula. Good morning, Taz. Are you there? I'm here. (laughs) Oh, great. I just have one little announcement to announce before we uh, introduce our next guest. Uh, On Monday the 26th at the East West Bookstore... Mir Schneider, who you all know because we, our listeners all know him because he's been on our show so often, he's going to be there live in Mountain View, East West Bookstore, Monday 26th, the 26th of August, and he's going to be talking about improving eyesight and reducing back pain. So that's going to be 7.30 in the evening, Monday the 26th. So it's time to announce our guest. It's exciting to have him on with us. There is an amazing spiritual journey that we all are experiencing on this earth at this moment, allowing new information to flow in and out, just like our breath. And our guest, Shilda Neidl, is an author, lecturer, physicist, and UFO ET representative that has thoroughly, carefully been educated by the Galactic Galactic Federation. While many speakers in the New Age community use channeling as a method for obtaining their information, in contrast, Sheldon receives his information directly and clearly via his etheric and physical implants. This method facilitates an ongoing telepathic communication with the ET contacts. You are now listening to the International Taz and Paula Show, and I'm Paula. And I'm Taz. How fortunate we are to have Sheldon with us, supporting us to to view and experience the once-in-a-lifetime event that is before us. Um, He's a physicist in our hip pocket with Earth-hidden history uh, that he's been blessed from birth to see life in a totally um, uh, truth-based package. How incredible is that? And... Now he's able to share the rebirthing of our planet in a step-by-step facts so we too can see these amazing processes. Well, our bodies are really talking to us right now on this amazing spiritual journey we're on um, as we travel through this. uh, It's like a roller coaster ride. Plus, we're viewing the changes of Mother Earth and experiencing the shifting and, and sifting of the new energies that are awakening us at different levels to prepare us for this for this once-in-a-lifetime huge screen transition. Well, Sheldon is the founder of the Planetary Activation Organization, which is known as PAO, with over 2,300 registered groups worldwide. Their philosophy is to empower the individual in order to transform the world. Sheldon Nidal, we are back in the saddle again, ready for some surprises coming up. So welcome back to our show, Sheldon. I'm, I'm here, and I, I thank you for having me on again. Hello? <laughs> uh, well, this is always exciting to have you with us, that's for sure. Yeah, I'm, I enjoy well, it. Well, I... <laughs> That's good. <laughs> we're we're happy that you do. Uh, well, you know, you always bring a new f- a new embrace to what we are looking at and how we can empower ourselves and in developing our our consciousness and looking at life in a whole different way. And so, 
Um, you just had uh, your your weekly update, and um, you said that we're actually sitting right on the edge of um, uh, looking at a movement whereby the governments are now in place, the internal governments are now in place, and they're ready to go, which is really wonderful. And um, also the f financial s situations are now in place. So what are we looking at flipping that switch? <laughs> and uh, how can we how can we move forward in looking, you know, what can, what can we do to make this um, uh, a smooth I, I don't know, just <laughs> yeah. <laughs> how do how do we transverse this, and how do we go it? How do we slide into it, and can we slide into it easily? Well, let me start then. Um, we can really slide into this easily. What is stopping all of this right now is just the last little things that are keeping this present uh, reality around us in place. That is slipping away very fast. When it will be all gone is something that the divine knows, and well, all we can say is what they tell us, which is that it is very close. And so I have to use that slightly uh, not accurate <laughs> word wording to maintain what I say uh, until I get any kind of a change, and I have a feeling I'll find out what everybody else does on that one. So we know we're in, we're at the edge, and all we can do right now is just wait for the divine to do whatever is a part of its procedures to change the reality, and it and it works in its own unique way. So there's nothing we can really do about it except to except to maintain the desire for change and to maintain the process of allowing it to happen. One of the most important things we can do as as people on the ground, so to speak is to do just two things. A, let it happen. B, do not get so involved in it that if it's not on the right time, we get upset. Uh, being upset is not good for the energies. We just have to we just have to kind of keep uh, off to, us to the side, kind of like a, an interested observer, but one that wants to know what's going on. And secondly, to be a person when it all happens to just support the actual occurrences, the events. So what we need to do, like I said, are two things. Let's not get in the way of it by wanting certain preconditions. And secondly, and when it happens, do all you can to encourage it to manifest fully. And that's all that we can really do as people here on the ground because there is a larger amount of energies at an extremely, unbelievably large scale that is determining the outcome right here. And, of course, the outcome will be positive. They've told me continuously that it is all based on one thing, which is that a certain set of events are going to happen. They are now in, the, in what you might call the pre-manifestation phase. And so just know that it's very close. And so the procedure that I do in this is I continually look at it as it's happening and maintain a positive energy. I may get frustrated at times, but I do not let that frustration become so overpowering and it gets in my way. So express yourself internally, but maintain as much as you can uh, the balance of being positive about the whole thing. Understand that a degree of immense change is about to occur to our, on our planet. It's going to change the nature of governance on this world. It's going to change the nature of the nation states which make up this world. It's going to change the economics. It's going to change our prosperity from where we worry about it to where we have it. So this is immense. It means the canceling of debts. It means the ending of this fiat monetary system. It means the central banking system that we now have is going to be altered immensely. New acts that determine how it works will be put into place. So we have to realize everything is going to change. It's going to affect our our jobs, the nature of them. It's going to affect our monies. It's going to affect our savings. It's going to affect our total, in other words, affect our total environment. So just stay calm, know it's happening, and don't get frustrated if it doesn't happen as soon as you wanted it to happen. 
actually it's just pretty exciting to know we are even here on this earth and it is going to happen at some point. I mean, to me, that is like, it's amazing. It's almost it's almost a stunning point to make you stop and think and and realize that we are on this cusp of of transitioning. I mean, looking at governments that are going to be put in place of the ones that are there now and um, for a period of time to help us um, uh, uh, ease in, in uh, or release some of the old laws maybe that were there um, and things that we thought were there permanently won't be there permanently. You know, it's, <clears throat> wow, it's it's really, truly incredible that we are living through this period of time and going to be looking at something different to shift all our attitudes. I I just saw I just saw where New Zealand in the newspapers are commenting now and they're saying one political party leader said that in a few months our political um scene is going is going to change and change dramatically. And this is um this is kind of wild even for this country to even say that because they are, you know, when I was there (laughs) 30, 40 years ago, it was a country that was 20 years behind us or more in, you know, in their lifestyle. And for them to come up and say that now, it it just rings a bell saying, oh, my goodness, you know what, people all over everywhere are are embracing and looking at a new form to uh be resurrected on this planet which is really exciting. So um you know just like you said having patience and I think the patience maybe should just turn to excitement. <laughs> yeah. What do you think? <laughs> I agree. I agree yeah. that turn your patience into excitement but don't get so overexcited that it doesn't if it doesn't happen immediately you get all upset and frustrated because that's what can happen when you overdo it. That's why it's best to do, as the ancient Greeks talked about, just maintain a middle way. Just keep your energies together. Don't get overly excited, but get somewhat anticipated of it. And know it's happening for sure. Feel it and sense it. And just stay positive about it all happening as soon as divinely possible. And then there it will be in front of you before you know it. Well, we have uh, help with our environment because we need it. <laughs> Once we get to the point of new governance, we're going to get a whole bunch of new technology that has been hidden on this planet for, you might say, over a century. And the second thing we're going to get is that we will get the disclosure, which will then allow direct intervention by the Galactic Federation. So, yes, we will get initially some of the Galactic Federation technology, and we will get all of the sequestered technology. And all of that set of devices and things that they can do are amazing. So just realize we have been kept in the dark, so to speak, technology-wise, by a group of people who have been in charge of how our technology progresses. And they've allowed certain things to progress fast and certain other ones to not happen at all. And they have watched and been the master manipulators of this whole process. So suddenly that whole giant invisible hand will be will be gone off of us. And amazing amounts of things have happened in this world that will then be allowed to happen. One of them is so-called free energy in its many different forms. The other thing will be transportation systems. There are all kinds of so-called... Uh, magnetic lifter devices, which are basically anti-gravity machines. There's all kinds of devices to create wireless power. So not only can we have an endless amount of power, we can put the power devices wherever we want them to. We'll be able to create vehicles that will actually levitate. We'll be able to create vehicles with a field around them so they're safe. We'll have a degree of technology that deals with communications and social media networking that we cannot even imagine right now. So we have to realize when all this happens, 
we will have the equivalent of being thrown forward about 10 to 20, maybe even 30 years in the future because all this has been sequestered and there was a system for allowing it out slowly over a longer period of time because what those in power wanted to do was to maintain a certain degree of control, A, and B, use it to increase their wealth. So the devices will no longer have those limitations on them. It will just be then how fast can you get them out and how fast can you teach people about them. And once you really introduce something, as you saw with the iPhone, the amount of ability of people to want it and to obtain it becomes mind-blowing. Because at one point, there was less than three seconds between somewhere around the world somebody was buying an iPhone. The same thing is going to happen with all these technologies. So we are going to have, as soon as these technologies are viable, immense amount of change. And, of course, we know how the how the smartphone, the tablet, and et cetera, just in a very short period of time completely changed this planet. So think of now similar type of changes occurring in just about every known area that we can think of. The end result of that is that our world as we know it now will very quickly, not even vaguely, resemble the world that we knew as early as maybe two months before. So what we have is a world that is about to immensely change. And on top of that, with the disclosure, we add another, you might say, giant leap of technology to the stuff that we already are allowing out the door. And now with a, with a replicator, we can reproduce that stuff at an alarmingly fast rate, almost instantaneously. So now we will not only have technology... Uh, that many of us will find awe-inspiring or just unbelievable or magic, we'll also have the ability to manufacture those technologies at an unbelievable pace. So when you get rid of the need for the money entirely with the prosperity, think of all the abilities that you will have, not just, let's say, from the uh, technology of the Federation itself, but just think of all the technologies that we have, for instance, with phones, they have a little thing called a stubble field coil, which was invented at the turn of the 20th century. And you, what you could do it is you could just stick, if you wanted to phone somebody, you could just stick the wire in the ground in a pole, small little, almost like a giant stick, and you'd have a phone. You could call anybody in the world. This is These devices and are, that's just one minor example of there are probably thousands of such devices that will suddenly be unleashed from their obscurity to where everybody has access to them. Think of all what that will do to this planet in terms of its technology. Now, the answer was, what about the technology vis-a-vis -vis the environment? What we will have with both the Galactic Federation here and with this technology, we now have the ability very quickly, in just a short period of time, the ability to completely clean up the air, the water, and the ground on this planet very quickly. So what is happening to this world is the environment is being changed. The nature of the relationship between the various aspects of the ecosystems of this planet and humanity is about to change. We're going to reach a level of normalcy with our ecosystems on this planet that we have not had. We'll have what some people call sustainment or we are sustaining this ecosystems of the planet. We're going to reach a point very swiftly where we change our concept of what the planet is. We're going to change the concept of what we think of as life from something that resembles ourselves to something a little more advanced. As we do that, we can start including things like planets and moons, etc., and we can start looking at the world that we're on, not just as a place, some old mud ball rolling through around the sun, but as a living being and as a divine set of interactions between sun and planets and ourselves and understand it not only as divine, but as scientifically underpinning of why it is so divine. So what is happening is, with the new science, 
we will begin to change our concepts of who are we, what are we doing here, and what's our relationship here. As you look around and you begin to understand with a new eye what's going on, it will change immensely how you react to even interactions between yourself and your family and with others. You'll begin to see the unique oneness of all of us. You'll begin to see how that oneness extends to the planet and its ecosystems. You'll see how that extends to the relationships between planet to planet, sun to planet to planet. We will see the relationship of what moons are and how they relate to the planet that they're circling around. So what we will have with all of this is not only a a neat amount of new technologies, we will also have something equally important, a philosophical change in how we relate not only to ourselves but to everything in the universe. And that's going to cause a profound change in how this society operates. Many things that happen in our society has been kind of swept under the rug or certain basic concepts have not been explored fully because of quote-unquote social circumstances. What we are going to do is go beyond all of that. We're going to begin looking at ourselves not only as a physical and spiritual being, but as a being who has a purpose in this wonderful interaction between the spiritual universe, the physical universe, and the interaction between the two. We are beginning to realize that science at the present time understands it needs to go beyond the basic concept of looking at a division between the spiritual essence and the physical essence, and then saying lowest common denominator, the physical essence, gone, spiritual essence, we won't think about because we can't do two things with it, we can't thoroughly conceptualize it, and we can't meter it. In other words, we can't thoroughly observe and really figure out directly, without a lot of speculation, exactly what's going on. We'll be able to do that because of the new scientific instruments. Because one of the things that all the instruments from the Galactic Federation will have is interdimensional capability. We no longer are limited by what science now tells us. And we can now actually observe and interact from those observations with nature and with an interdimensional nature, with a physical and a spiritual nature. And no longer will we be limited solely to seeing ourselves as a physical being who supposedly is also a spiritual being. We will now know exactly that we are both. How is that integration carried out and what does it mean to us and to everybody? So yes, we are going to have an incredible new reality created once all this comes forth. Sheldon, on the outside of the Earth, somehow I get the impression that the grids are changing. Mm -hmm. And what happens when they change, so do our bodily grids. Mm-hmm. And I'm looking at how does that recalibrate our our DNA and and is I mean it I feel like it's been done over a longer period of time, but that's kind of physically changing our body as well. And um uh, what are we looking at I mean, what makes this really happen? I'm looking at the physics part of it. <laughs> what makes this really happen? Is this are there tones, are there frequencies? How does this really take place? Okay, there's a communication system going on in the RNA DNA that makes up all our genetic structure that makes us who we are. We have to begin to understand that the entire nature of, and this is something the ancient Greeks with the name universe understood. Universe simply means one voice or one sound. There is indeed a master sound. And as anyone who knows anything about music or how notes and tones are put together, everything breaks down from that master sound into into classifications. And music has put some of these classifications together to form the basis for different types of music we have. Indian and Chinese type with ancient Egyptian, etc. We have the music, the music of the pre-Columbian Western Hemisphere. We have the music of Europe, which has been the dominant one here. 
So that's part of these tones. So if you take these tones, they also relate to colors. So as this changes, as the grid pattern changes by changing its tones, it's changing the colors, it's getting them more vivid. It's, it's also changing the nature of how this reacts in our RNA DNA. We are made up of substances that are very, very sensitive to light. Light, of course, breaks down to color. The nature of each color breaks down to tones. So there is a master set of tones that make us up. Each of us has a set of master tones that are us. We can't hear them, but what we will do shortly when we become fully conscious is we will indeed hear them and we will understand how by changing them slightly, we can change or maintain the energy or the other words, how we look, how we feel, etc. So what we are beginning to understand, and this is just barely with physics, is the relationship between these tones and these colors and how that relates to RNA DNA. This is something, one group that has done a really incredible amount of basic research on this are the Russians. And they have discovered that indeed there is a set of tones and basically it's almost like some variation of a computer. So basically our entire system is a giant master computer with many, many parts all interconnected. And it makes us. And when we create other beings, in other words, we, two people come together and make that being, it's done so in a cloud of noise, which is the divine sound, and it's done so in a cloud of, of colors, which is the divine colors, and that produces life. So what we have to learn to understand is all of that is happening, and one of the things that we have learned is we've discovered there are people on this planet that can do that. They can They can taste color. They can see it as a sound, and people can see a sound as a color. And they see how all of that interreacts. Scientists are studying these very rare and beautiful people, and they understand that they are really our future, because when you're fully conscious, all of that is normal. And so we are learning bit by bit just how this interrelates to where we're going. So indeed, when the grids change, they change the basic tones, they change the basic colors of our planet. These colors, in turn, react to all the RNA, DNA, and all the animals and plants that make up this particular planet. And so there is change going on. And as this change occurs, it, as it affects all the other animals and plants on this planet, it affects ourselves. So indeed, as all this changes, and this is all being changed divinely, so we are divinely changing our RNA, DNA from this Helix would, seemed like when uh, Crickson and Watson first discovered it that there was this middle part, and they thought it was this detritus left over from before. They're now seeing it come alive. What is happening is this detritus material is encoding, means it's alive. Encoding is simply the genetic way of saying it reacts. To, we're reacting to one another. So we are shifting our RNA DNA. It's changing from a from a double helix to a Three strand. Eventually, it'll it'll go all the way up to a to a twelve to be a star tetrahedron, and that is full consciousness. So we are shifting. We are setting up with colors and tones in our RNA DNA what is about to happen to us. So what we are all doing, as you're figuring out, as the planet is doing, we are all in preparation now. The divine is setting up. You might say this new composition. And pretty soon the uh, heavenly orchestra is going to start playing it and we're going to change. And that's and that's what is happening. And the change will be fully brought into full depth when all of us use a wonderful little living instrument, which is the light chambers, to change. And so we will then be this new, say, bunch of tones and lights and colors that will produce a whole wonderful civilization of fully enlightened, fully conscious beings. Well, right now I notice that a lot of people are are um, are spontaneously um, laughing, crying, angry, their mood swings. They, they're, they're shocked as well as others around them. Oh, 
when this is happening because, I mean, it's different. It's out of context. And so this must be part of what we're feeling. It, and people are feeling this nervous energy within. It's kind of a, like, you're. it's almost like the body's being shaken into place. <laughs> well, what's happening is we are very... We are very intuitive, and all of us are feeling the change. And so you get this anxiousness because you feel it. So then the general concept of us in limited consciousness is when something feels like it's happening, it happens. And so then you get anxious because you want it to happen. But it's happening according to the plan that the divine has set forth, which is still pretty quick considering how fast we're going to be changed. We're talking about a set of decades, really, to change things that normally take centuries. So what we're doing is we're actually in a very fast pace, even though to us it seems too slow. But really what we're doing is this is all being divinely set up, and it's not much longer because the last part of it is what the Galactic Federation is about, is basically with the divine masters, the ascendant masters, to come together so that we may see that what is happening is both a spiritual and a physical event of great importance, and we will sense it, we will see it, we will see it, we will heal it, feel it, we will talk about it, and then we will have the change. And so all of that is not that far away, really, if you look at it in terms of the grand design. In my own feeling, I feel like there's not enough time to learn everything. <laughs> every day I turn, I mean, every... Day, there's something new to learn, so it's it's going to increase and increase, I would think. Right, that's what's happening here. We have so much to learn, and then if you look at the full timeline, we have so little time really to learn it. That's why they have to jumpstart certain parts by using the light chamber. So what is happening is, at the right time, which is not that very far off, we will have the first great changes, which has to do with new monies new governance, that will lead to the dis end of this cover-up. It will lead to disclosure. It will lead to the rise of, of all these unknown inventions and devices, and then the Federation will come and add its, its devices to the total. So we're going to go through, it's going to seem, it's almost like uh, you get in a race car and you're going at 80 miles an hour and you say to yourself, my God, and then you see that it's got, 250 on it, and you suddenly see that you can you can jump through 100 really fast, and that's what's going to happen with us. It's just going to suddenly be the capabilities of all of this is there, and we're going to be people who say, "Why not?" So we'll we'll press the pedal, <laughs> and there we go. <laughs> uh, you know what? You since birth have been delivered all of this information. Mm moment to moment you've received it. And I wonder, you know, as you sit back and take this all in, has there been a few times in your life when you went, wow, that was a real shock? <laughs> you know, are there some some times that you can share with us that maybe you thought, that's amazing, I just never thought of that? Yeah, they do that to me every so often. They will, They will show me things like they haven't, like I remember the first time they showed me what the uh, the changed surface of the planet would look like. That was amazing to me. I just sat there in the chair, looking at it in my mind's eye and looking at it, you know, 3D full color and seeing it all and just going, wow, it felt like you were hanging just above it and it looked so different than what I have known. And it was a bit of a shock to see how changed it was all going to be and how quickly the atmosphere could be totally altered from what we see today to what it looked like a long time ago to what it can look like that again very quickly. And the nature of it all, especially when they showed me the surface uh, and there was nobody on it except animals and plants, it was kind of, it was shocking. <laughs> you kept looking for cities and there weren't any. <laughs> so what does that mean? Well, the surface of this planet is meant to be a shelter, a home for the ecosystems of this world, not for us. We just wound up here for a purpose. We wound up in limited consciousness, so we couldn't go down into inner earth because that had become a sanctuary for the 
for those people who hadn't changed and remained fully conscious, it was a 5D reality. So we were stuck here. So the only way to save us, so to speak, was to maintain it at a much lower level of existence. And so we wound up with uh, animals and plants that were based upon the whole concept of survival and struggle, which, of course, is what we're all about, is survival and struggle. And, of course, when you're in full consciousness, the whole concept of survival or struggle is something that you may talk about, but it doesn't really mean anything in terms of a daily process you go through. So one of the most important things that you begin to discover when you are in the ships is that their world is so spiritual, so much into service, and so profound every day with dealing with that, that when you look at this world and you see the way we are forced to act, you realize, one, it's unnatural. The limitations given to us are unnatural. And the processes that have been created around our so-called societies are likewise unnatural. They limit us. There are so many generations of, of us humans that have never achieved anywhere near the potential of what they could have achieved if they had been allowed, unfettered, to go forth with their lives. And this is not what has happened. And when you suddenly see what it's like and you see full consciousness in its full essence in front of you and you compare that with what we have now in limited consciousness on this planet, I mean, I was... I was in shock every time, speaking of being in shock, when I had to go back down here. <laughs> I I could not believe that I would not be allowed to uh, to change and stay up there. I said, yeah, you want to change? This would be the place to do it. I'll just orbit the planet, and I'll use my fully conscious energies to change things around like an ascended master could do. Or as you see in some of the, some of the movies like Star Wars, where the Jedi masters can do all kinds of amazing things. Well, think of that and multiply it by about 100 times and you'll have what an Ascendant Master is truly capable of doing. And you have the ability as a fully conscious being to, if you really were allowed to, and this is where heaven gets in the game, if you were really fully allowed to, you could have changed this entire world from the outside. And that's what I always said. I always thought that that dispensation that created this reality needs to be changed. And I would always uh, attempt to protest, and it would get me nowhere because they said there is a divine service in operation here, and you're part of being part of that divine service. And so change will happen when it's supposed to happen. And they told me, yes, and in the future, and this is when I was a kid, in the future you will be a part of that. And, of course, I looked at myself as an 8-year-old who on the surface stuttered, who on the surface had trouble at that time with school, who on the surface uh, was a very abused child, and I could not believe that. My mind could not wrap around all of that, what they were telling me to do. I, I thought it was impossible. I thought I would have to totally recreate myself, which I wound up doing, but I didn't realize I had any of that in me. So I was I was also in shock about that. Whenever Washington would tell that to me, I would be totally in shock, tell you the truth. I didn't. I kept complaining, why do I have to go back down? I did not want to go now. I still have a kind of ambivalent feeling at times about the society, but I realize that it's changing right now and that we are indeed going through some great, incredible changes and that all of this is about to manifest and then the time for it to happen is not that long, way long off. So let it all happen, say I. <laughs> well, with your communication, uh uh, do you have set dates, times, or do they just come in when they need to tell you something? They come in when they need to tell me something or when I'm doing certain things or when they want me to take a dictation for like an update. If I'm not doing it yet, they come in and we have to discuss the timing because they want things to go out at the right time that I normally send things out and so they will then discuss with me why I have to drop everything and do that. And so... Or if I completely forget, they will tell me. So I have learned that when I don't remember exactly the time frame, they will remind me. And when the time comes, they will be there to tell me what to say. So it's a case of both. Uh, sometimes I will set it up and I will tell them, well, it's a certain time in my 
day to day where I can do this, and they'll be there. And that's the one thing about them. They are never tardy, they are never late, and they never ever tire of finishing the process. So I have a group that you might say are are incredible. They are really in service. When you see and hear and feel them all the time, you sense beings of such love, such caring. Whenever I'm upset or I'm really worried about something, they will come in and they'll just shut it down. They'll just calm me down. They just tell me there's a there's a way out of this. There's no such thing as a creative solution that can't be found. So that's what I do. So wow. Wow. so I, I, I will get into fear for a little time, and they will come in and say and laugh at it and say, what are you trying to do? And then say, get out of it. You're not supposed to do that. <laughs> so oh, then they talk really to me funny, about it. This morning when I was sitting, every time I go to, you know, we come to interview with you and I'm thinking, oh, my God, am I going to ask some good questions or not? Am I? And I get all upset and kind of, it's kind of like really weird. I mean, um, and and then all of a sudden this morning, my guys were laughing at me and I'm going, okay, all right, I guess I'm supposed to laugh at this. <laughs> and feel like, all right, uh, you know, it's... Um, Everything is going to be okay, and right. you know <laughs> it's <laughs> funny you're saying this. Um, okay, I'm. I recently I've been pecking around and finding some things about Lemuria and Atlantis, and people are, they're really finding huge um, uh, architectural things on Atlantis and. I, I think forbidden knowledge kind of brought this forth, um, and it was delivered in the email boxes of many people. And I'm thinking, okay, people are beginning to understand that, you know, Atlantis had all of these buildings and uh, technology and things like that. When um, will we be on the surface? When these islands start rising up? Or uh, I mean, are they just are they gently rising? Or no, they're not gently rising. <laughs> what is happening oh, is they are rising. Some in some parts of the Pacific with Lemuria, it's like two feet a year. They're really rising fast. And wow. some of this is sudden. It's even more than that. It's like ten or twelve feet. What we have to realize is that the reason why we don't have the big final jut is because when these former continents come up again. What is going to happen to our planet is an immense interaction that is going to cause earthquakes and tsunami and all kinds of things that are not, shall we say, good for living creatures to go through. <laughs> we don't want to go through thousand-foot tall tsunamis. We don't want to go through such a massive charge into the oceans that it causes earthquakes, seabed quakes of such immense proportions it starts affecting land. And that will then lead to unsettling a lot of things going on. We have to remember there are super volcanoes, there are all kinds of things that once this starts going up are going to activate. It's going to make this planet go through an immediate period of unlivable atmosphere, unbelievable earthquakes, and unbelievably tall tsunami. It make it impossible for any of us to live on this planet. So we have to leave this planet when that happens. And that simply means, oh, yes, that stuff's going to happen. Continents are going to rise. Mountains are going to fall. All kinds of amazing things. But what we need to know, what we need to realize deep inside of ourselves is that this is not fit for humans. We need to be out of the way. So that's another reason why they want to have the when the Earth starts to rock and roll, as 3D starts shifting to 5D, it'll affect the outside of our planet. It will not affect the deep inner Earth, which in ancient Lemurian, of course, is Agartha, which simply means in Lemurian inner Earth. So inner Earth will be safe. So that's why they're sending us down there with more than enough places for these chambers we're going to be in. So while we're going through our three days of change, the Earth on the surface will be going through its immensity of changes in a very short period of time, another three days. So when this is all done, 
we will have a new surface Earth, and it will be able to reconnect up as a 5D reality to the 5D inner Earth. And we also have to realize that since inner Earth is another reality, it extends beyond the levels that we know it because it's a 5D reality. You can't see it in 3D reality. So we have a sanctuary inside our planet where we can stay and 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 change. We can do our our change, our transformation, our we will of course morph into fully conscious beings. And so as a result of that, we will change, the planet will change, we will get to meet our original earth allies, the original ones, the Agarthans, and we'll get to see what the inner what inner earth and outer earth, the new one, looks like. Our planet is going to completely change. Our entire solar system is going through an immense change. Remember, just as we have climate change of an immense proportion happening on our planet, there's an of immense proportions climate change going on in Mars. There, Mercury is now the most volcanic of all the planets right now. Before, if you were my age in, in school, you would read that Mercury was this dead world. It's never really been that. Same thing for, for Venus, same thing for all the other planets. We are beginning to see from the changes just exactly how and why these planets, as are all planets, are hollow, why the sun is hollow, all these changes going on. A lot of people right now that are involved in all the cover-ups of maintaining science as, as we see it is doing those things to make it look like it's real. But if you really read all the information, you begin to see that this entire solar system is beginning a massive change. The sun is going through a massive change, as are we. So this is a time of great change. We are changing our RNA, DNA. We are changing our consciousness. We are altering it. All of us can go through the process of the altering of consciousness. It's all the pains we feel in our body. It's all those strange sicknesses that we have that are not related in any way to a disease. It's just what I what I like like to call a transformational flu. We are going through all kinds of things. Some days we may wake up feeling really rotten. Some days we may wake up with really bad headaches. We may have bleary vision for a few hours, and then it goes away. It's all part of a, of this process of opening up these new chakras altering our RNA, DNA, and changing basically every one of the 35 billion-plus cells that exist in our body that make us up. So we are going through change. Animals are going through this change. Plants are going through this change. We're not alone. And as I said, the entire solar system is altering. So this is going on, and if you scientifically look at everything, you have to come up with one conclusion something of a, of great immensity that is going to be different than anything before in this entire solar system is now happening. And that's, wow. if you studied it solely, you would have to say from all the evidence, that's what you'd have to write down at the end of your report. <laughs> Let me go back to be more pinpoint. If I want to go back and ask you, how is it that the inner Earth can be separate from the outer earth and going through the turmoil that the outer earth will go through. Is there some kind of field or energy that surrounds Agartha, the inner earth, that holds it in place while the outer earth does its thing? Well, what has happened is our planet at one time, long, long ago, was one reality. Inner and outer were the same. What happened with the fall of Lemuria, the rise of Atlantis, and then the fall of Atlantis and the fall of us into limited consciousness, there was a separation in the nature of the realities. There was two fully conscious realities, which had two different concepts. This was the nature of the light versus the dark that heaven had set up in this planet and in this solar system. What happened was, when we fell completely into limited consciousness, out of full consciousness, this reality, the outside of our planet, had to shift. It had to shift into a frequency and a, and a set of codes that would allow us to exist in it. And that's why we have a 3D outer world that has a certain set of, 
how it operates. Remember, every reality has a creation encodement that tells you what it can do and what it can't do. The creation encodement has never changed for inner Earth. It's still a 5D fully conscious reality. So they exist. You might say the 3D is kind of floating around the 5D, and the 5D is kind of bursting out all over around the 3D, but we can't see it because its frequencies and colors are too high. Occasionally some people who for a little itty bit because we're moving toward full consciousness can out of their minds I see something will notice something happening quickly just like every so often you'll get one of the I call these these little uh, consciousness uh, blips and you'll you'll suddenly see things you'll see people or other things going on in the reality where you're at and then it disappears that's because we can't hold that energy yet we're not strong enough so if we tried to hold it, we'd wind up messing up our bodies. So we can't do it because one thing that the Creator wants for all of us is to have the maximum amount of life in us that we can have for as long as is set up by our life cycles, which is our life contract. So we are allowed, because of the changes going on, to get little glimpses. But it may be like for, uh, you can count to three real fast, and that's, the, that's it, it's done. So you see it, and it's gone. And this has happened to a lot of people more and more as they adjust to this change. Everybody is adjusting in their own level. Remember, we have we have over 6 billion people adjusting to this whole thing on their own level. It's a massive design. That's why the Galactic Federation has medical teams. Their job is to check on all of us around this world every day to see how we're changing because we're changing every day according to our own realities. We have our own life cycles, our own life contracts. We're reacting the way that was set up for us before we came here, how we would react to all of this. So we're all doing that. So think of the amazing concert of lights and sounds that we can hear is going on every day. It's like it's like a, a million billion symphonies going on all the time. So we we have this change going on, and they are acting like, Good conductors, they are looking at everything musically, so to speak, with the tones and the sounds, and they are recording it. So that every single one of the light chambers that we get to go in are exactly up to snuff to the second where we are. And that's one of the things that is going on. That's why everybody will notice sometimes you wake up, you have funny little three-pointed holes in your skin somewhere, that's the uh, that's simply the medical team looking at us, getting evidence, measuring us. Because, like I said, every night they come when we're asleep and they look us over, so to speak. And they make sure what's happening to us. Because this is a process that has indeed a set. It's like a symphony. There, We are all changing according to our life contracts. So we're each at the important point playing our one little note all the time our set of notes that allows us to change and that's what's being monitored and so when people who are in limited consciousness but can actually see sounds and colors and, and taste these things they look around they hear a bell sound it's not just the bell sounding they see a, the resonance patterns of every one of those bells having a set of colors and tastes so they see it that way and that's part of the process of being fully conscious. Think of a fully conscious being who can actually taste, taste, smell, sense, and see all these sounds and, and, and colors. And think of how you look at your environment. You don't see it the way we do as just things that are there, trees flapping in the wind, the branches moving, flowers blooming, they see it as a total experience of color, sound, and taste. And they can interact with every aspect of it all the time to sample it, to look at it, or maybe even to attempt, if it's in part of the life contracts of everything they're looking at, to change it or move it up quicker to its full potential aspect. So they see things differently. So we can't do that yet. But what we have to realize is that that's all going on. We're all changing. It's all part of a process that we are, each one of us are going through. We can't sense it all the time. Sometimes we will have little bits of evidence because we'll 
get a feeling. And if we're smart and we're in the light work as all of us are here, then we can we can sense that, wow, something happened. And so we know that something indeed did happen. It's not a figment of our imagination. It's how things are doing because this entire living world is shifting right now, moving at a predetermined pace to full consciousness. And at a certain time, there will be this final great leap. And this great leap is with the light chambers and with what the ascended masters in heaven are going to do to change and leap forward all the the animals and plants on this planet and the the planet itself into this higher consciousness so that we all are there. And we will then understand the nature of basic laws of how humans interact with our reality. And it will be different. Right now people think we can only live on the surface. We can't think of living anywhere else. And people think that somehow inner earth is like a giant dark cave, which it's not. It's just as well lit, just as full of life, and looks the same. There's a sky and everything else, just like here. It's just a little different, but not much. So we will understand all of that and be able to reason about it. Well, we can't quite do that right now because we're still stuck in the reality that we live in right now. But it is indeed shifting. Well, you know what? I see... um... Uh, we've been seeing it for a while, but there are a lot of animals that normally don't play together, and that that we can see that they play together, you know, like mm-hmm. owls and pussy cats and right. and the whole thing. And so this didn't used to happen, um, but more and more now, the, all these animals that are of right. um, different descent, you know, are are right. changing. So they must right. be. They must be seeing, of course, they could probably see differently than we can as frequencies and, and mm-hmm. that kind of thing in light. And so, you know, that's just kind of a little proof of how our atmosphere is changing. You think of animals changing and go, oh, yeah, that's interesting. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. Now, when we have this huge um, happening on Earth, when we do go to the inner Earth, and all the earthquakes and everything's going on, how is that going to affect um, the solar system? Well, every planet in the solar system is going to be going through the same change as our planet Earth is. So this entire solar system has to shift and change. And that's what's happening. People are noticing. Like, for instance, a big discovery I already knew about. There's lots and lots of water on Mars. There's tons of it. It's just beneath the surface. That's because the energy patterns are not there yet. But at one time, Mars was a carbon copy of Earth. It had an atmosphere, it had streams, it had oceans, it had continents. It was alive. The same thing for Venus. Venus's atmosphere is changing. It's going to rapidly shift, and everything's going to be entirely different than we know it right now on it. There's the asteroid belt. That's going to change. People are already seeing... Weird things going on in the atmospheres of Saturn, Jupiter, etc. So this is solar system-wide. We are not unique. And that's one of the most important things that I wish science would explain to people, say that there is a immense solar system-wide shift of some sort happening right now so that people can't just hem and haw about it. They will know that it's there, and then they'll have a degree of authority, and they'll know deep in their hearts, that there is indeed, this is a time of great change. The thing science, the way it's set up right now, cannot tell you is where it will go, but what it can tell you is it's happening. Oh, Sheldon, we need to, to take, we we can't talk anymore. Oh. Anyhow, um, uh, give your website address. And Okay, let me let me just explain it. To get a hold of us, you get a hold go to www.paoweb.com, PAO web. And if you want to, you can go there right now. We have for $15 a a webinar about the ascended masters happening at 12 o'clock this Sunday Pacific time. That's 12 p.m. Pacific time, and we're going to repeat it at uh, 6 o'clock p.m. Pacific time the following Thursday, which would be the 29th. This this uh, Sunday, which is the 25th, at noon specific, Pacific time is when it will happen here. It's from 12 to 1.30, and it will be from 6 to 7.30 in the evening uh, Pacific time on 
on Thursday. Thank you. Thank you from our hearts. We are so appreciative to have you with us. Boy, this hour went by fast. (laughs) I know. Okay. Okay. Um, Okay. You you guys have a great day. Thank you. Thank you. you. Bye bye. Right. Thank thank you for having us having me again. Uh, Salamat. Oh, it's a pleasure. Thank you.